Hey guys, this is Future Yvette. I just wanted to say I'm so sorry for the sound of my voice. I've been working a ton lately and I can just hear my voice cracking in and out. So I'm apologizing for that right now. But I really wanted to get this out to y'all because I think this is something we all need to hear and something just to lift us up, you know. But I will make sure to, I don't know, gargle some mouthwash or something (laughs) in the future episodes. So just bear with me, please. Okay, love you. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back to What in the K-Pop. I'm Yvette, and this is my first solo series, and I'm really excited to bring y'all some insights and discoveries. Today, I will be doing a review of Dive Studios Mindset. The point of Mindset is it provides a safe place for artists to be true and vulnerable about the struggles they've overcome as musicians and people. But also, they provide advice for anyone who is simply going through or has gone through their struggles. The reason I decided to do this mini-series is because I am currently struggling on what step in my career I want to take. I have recently taken a promotion, but honestly, I deserve it, and it was long overdue. But I feel like there are so many paths I want to explore, and I want to find the best path for me. So I'm looking for some inspiration. Hence, mindset. I will be covering Eric Nam's story first in some easy short segments for you all, and not only discuss my opinion about each episode, but mix some of my experiences in there too. After I am done with Eric Nam's story, I will also be reviewing Epic High's Tableau and Day 6's J as well. If you're interested in hearing these stories for yourself, be sure to download the app Mindset in your Apple Store or Google Play Store, where I believe the intro and the first episode are free to listen to. But if you want access to all 10 episodes, also you get two five-minute booster episodes where like that that pep talk, pep talk kind of thing. And to give yourself a little self-confidence booster, each um, artist has two of those. So for all of that, it would be $25 per story. Like Eric's story is 25 and Tablo's story is 25 and so on. I basically bought this for any of you that want to hear about this but can't afford it because it is pricey. But a portions of the profits go to Doctors Without Borders on Eric's story and No Kid Hungry on Tablo's. So I'm glad my money will be used for good in the world. But hey, I got y'all's back and I will do my best to tell you their stories. So get to your safe space, be it your bedroom, like me, or wherever you feel most comfortable. Light a candle, I have pineapple mango burning, it smells amazing, and relax with me. Ready? Let's get it. Let's go. Okay, we're going to start with episode one, Always an Outsider. Alright, so... At the start of Eric's story begins with his memories from childhood. He was born in Atlanta, Georgia in the United States, but his parents were immigrants from Korea, so that makes him first-generation Korean-American in his family. Even though he lived in America, he was raised very much in a bubble. He tells us that between home and church, he and his family only spoke Korean, their native language. It wasn't until he started going to school that he realized that he was very much different from everyone else. 
Before starting school, Eric truly thought he was in South Korea, even though he was in America. He just thought that Korea was a heterogeneous country, which means he thought there were that there just happens to be more people of all races in Korea. Eric was a confident, bright, outgoing, and a happy kid. Even as a child, Eric would be singing all the time, which I thought was so adorable because I automatically pictured baby Eric singing some traditional Korean song that his parents taught him. Anyway, after Eric's first day of school, at the time he only knew two words in English, poo-poo and pee-pee. Which are very important words for little kids, but that's all he knew. Then, when his parents came to pick him up, he automatically started laughing in the backseat. And his parents would ask him, Why are you laughing, you know, Eric's Korean name. And all he could say was that the school couldn't teach him anything because nobody was smart enough to speak Korean. This part made me laugh so hard because I'm sure... Baby Eric said this with so much confidence and gusto. And it's kind of funny because I understand what he meant in that moment. I remember I was in fourth grade and I lived in the Chicago area at the time. And we had Italian class and Spanish class. Italian class, I was acing. I was doing great. I could count and, you know, do all the basic things. But when it came to Spanish class, I was failing because, because of the teacher. And I only say this, I'm not trying to blame, like, I don't do my homework or anything as a kid. But my Italian teacher was always involved in teaching lessons and making sure we understood why a word meant what it meant. But my Spanish teacher was sleeping half the time in class, always looked like she had a really bad hangover or something. I think she was an alcoholic. But at the time, what fourth grader knows what an alcoholic is? So we ended up talking to the other kids in the class, and there was a lot of Spanish speakers in our class that were trying to learn English, which I was like, well, why are, they in, why are they in Spanish class? But, you know, it's whatever. So she one day <laughs> decided to pair us up with the Spanish-speaking students, and she went to sleep. <laughs> and so I'm talking to this girl... And we're trying to communicate, but I don't know Spanish, and she really doesn't know English. And we're trying to teach each other. You know, I'm trying to teach her English, and she's trying to teach me Spanish. And it's just not, it's not connecting. It's not happening. And <laughs> I was just like, how am I going to pass this class? I don't understand. So I get it that when, you know, being out of your element and something and wondering what's going on and be like, can I learn anything if I don't speak the same language as the rest of everybody else? So I totally get it. Although when this happened, this raised some very serious concerns for Eric's parents. Eric then tells us about the language barrier that he faced in school, saying how no one could understand him and he couldn't understand anyone in his class, yet alone, he had no idea what was going on. Honestly, I feel like if I personally got put through this situation, I'd be really scared and confused and younger me would have probably just cried. Embarrassing, I know. Next, Eric talks about feeling like an outsider, trying to fit in and not stick out. Being a translator for his parents and the stress that comes with it, which all kids of immigrant parents unfortunately deal with. 
Now, I can totally relate to how Eric was feeling to a certain degree because for me, even though I was born in America too, and I could speak English perfectly fine, growing up as an African-American kid in a predominantly white neighborhood in school, I felt a ton of pressure to fit in with all the white kids because truthfully, there was very few kids or no kids that looked like me. And it really sucked to feel like I had to erase my whole identity in order to fit in with someone else's. The one reoccurring problem I would have is having to prove myself to parents of all my new friends that I wasn't a bad kid or a bad influence on their kids simply because I'm black. Crazy, right? I had to do this all the way until college. Fucking wild. After that, I just stopped caring because if people weren't going to accept me for who I am, then I don't want them in my life anyway. I truly feel like no kid should have to sh- to like go through that. That, you know, I don't, it's just, it's crazy because I feel like no kid should have to go through that and try to just mold themselves into something that they're not, you know, it's just ridiculous so ridiculous especially when america is just like a melting pot of so many different cultures uh races ethnicities, like so many but i'm gonna make sure that my future kids can be who they are to their core and not be judged on how they look but who they are as people and sometimes people are still going to judge, but I'd be like, don't, don't let that affect you because you know who you are. You know what you are capable of and the potential you have. You know yourself. Growing up in the suburbs of Atlanta, Eric felt really isolated and he hated going to school because he felt an alienated from others. Other kids would ask him, what's in your lunchbox? You look like this. You look like that. And the classic, where are you really from? Which is considered so racist to ask someone about their culture in that way because you're insinuating that the person doesn't belong there, so they must be from somewhere else. (sighs) Okay. Even Eric was bullied throughout school just because he was different. He had an altercation with another classmate where Eric was minding his own business heading to the gym locker rooms, and the classmate called him something other than his name, probably something derogatory, and literally spit in Eric's face. Now, I don't know about y'all, but for me personally, spitting on someone's face is probably one of the most insulting and nastiest things a human can do to another human, especially now during COVID, okay? After that accident, Eric began to wonder if he was doing something wrong to gain this unwanted attention. Soon he realized that there was nothing wrong with him at all. Eric advises us to not only take the high road, but to become the best versions of ourselves in order to get past these challenging obstacles in life. Whatever can, whatever we have control over, we should strive to be the best in what we can do. You're probably thinking to yourself, well... Yvette, that's easier said than done, and you would be correct. It is hard to keep yourself in check and be your own cheerleader, but hey, if you don't do it for yourself, then why should you expect someone else to? Be your own cheerleader. Moving forward, 
Eric says that if you're constantly being bullied by someone, you shouldn't be asking what's wrong with me, but come to the real realization that the person who is bullying you is struggling with their own insecurities and that it isn't your problem to deal with that. The bully is choosing to release their feelings about their own insecurities in an unhealthy way up onto you. Take what you think makes you an outsider and make that into what makes you unique as an amazing individual. Okay, let's take a deep breath and slowly let it out. I will be right back after this short break. Eric's childhood dream was to become a singer, but his parents didn't support his dreams and were pretty dismissive whenever he would bring them up. I'm sure they only did this to protect Eric, as it was not easy to become a singer in the music industry. Honestly, I can relate to that too. I've always been involved with music since the fourth grade, all the way through high school, and when I wanted to pursue music in college, but my parents said that it was a poor choice and I should pursue something more reliable like nursing instead. I thought to myself, well, they are my parents, so they must know better than I do. Ultimately, I regret not giving myself the chance to figure out if I would have made an impact on the music scene or not. Music has always been a constant in my life, and I've always been passionate about it. I'd truly be soulless without it. That's why I love things like K-pop and rock and punk rock and pop and, you know, R&B at rap, everything. Like, even these small little subgenres out there. I just love music. But I'm not saying it's too late for me, but I wish that I would have just pushed myself a little bit harder back then. So if you have a strong desire and you have the passion for a dream, I say go for it. It won't be easy, but you just might thank yourself in the end. My favorite moment in this first episode is hearing Eric's mom, aka Mama Nom, and hearing her explain what her process was when Eric told her that he wanted to be a singer. It was so wholesome and sweet when she told Eric that she didn't know if he was going to be a good singer or not because she would hear him screaming slash singing in the bathroom at two in the morning. But when it came to competitions, Eric was a great singer. But she wanted him to finish out college and get a job first. Then Eric asked his mom how she felt about his last concert of his that she went to. And she said it was amazing and that she cried, which made her speechless. Just hearing her voice made me so teary-eyed and just to hear how proud she was of him was so heartwarming. Eric did finish college in Boston then went on to take an analyst position in New York, then deferred to a nonprofit in a nonprofit work in India. After that, Eric went to Korea to be on a TV show called Star Edition to be a K-pop star. When he finally got to do, he finally got to do what he dreamed of. Eric was quite intimidated by being very westernized coming to Korea because he didn't dress like a K-pop star. I don't think anyone does 
like automatically dress like a k-pop star when pursuing that dream you know like everyone is pretty much in regular clothes another worry eric had was he was insecure about him being too dark-skinned now that was extremely sad extremely sad and frustrating to hear that eric thought he was too dark because the skin you have when you're born when you're born it's just a skin you will have forever light or dark one is not better than the other yes there are people that wish to have lighter skin and yes there are people that wish to have darker skin it's like the grass is always greener on the other side kind of concept but at the end of the day you have to come to terms with loving what you've been given because that's what makes you you anyway Another big concern Eric had was being able to speak Korean fluently. He lost most of his Korean while growing up in the States and while speaking English mainly. I kind of get how that happens because when I was learning Spanish in high school, I was extremely good at speaking Spanish. But when I stopped practicing and just, you know, got out of the practice of it and everything, Everything I mostly learned was gone. I could only really understand Spanish, but I couldn't automatically respond and speak it. Plus, Eric felt misunderstood. And he himself misunderstood others in Korea because of cultural differences. So once again, Eric found himself back to trying to learn how to fit in like he had to do growing up in America. But now it was just in reverse. Eric talks about how he was working really hard to learn the language and memorize lyrics and practice singing, but one of the writers of Star Edition came up to him and said, What are you doing? Why are you here? Do you even care about being on this show? Which completely shocked Eric. Eric didn't really understand where she was coming from because he felt like he had given up a lot the last few months in order to have this opportunity then the writer said that she wouldn't be surprised if he got kicked off the show because he doesn't seem like he wants to be here and that he has bad manners <laughs> whoa like for me eric does not seem like that type of person at least on camera and i i feel like he's super genuine so it shocked me when he said this Eric had never been told that he had bad manners or poor behavior before. He said he did have friends that were keen to break rules, but he never followed them because that wasn't who he was. Eric considered himself to be more of a wallflower type of individual, wanting to just blend in and not rock the boat. Same here, Eric, same here. Hearing this caused Eric to break down and cry out of frustration, and I totally feel that on every level. Eric felt like he had been working so hard, giving 150% towards his dream, only to hear that he didn't care and had a bad attitude. As soon as Eric explained what the writer told him, I knew it was because of a cultural misunderstanding, which really sucks. Because if he didn't realize it until it was too little too late, then it would have cost him everything he gave up and worked hard for. When Eric decided to stay in Korea and really go hard for his dream, 
He said he went back into this mode of relearning how to strive, thrive, and survive and fit in again, but not becoming like everyone else, but using the qualities that made him stand out work in his benefit. Eric knew if he was going to make a name for himself in Korea, he would just have to get used to always being misunderstood constantly and that it was just his reality. After all the drama, Eric did make it to the top five on Star Edition, which gained him more attention from record labels. That's when Eric put his head down and really went to work to make his dream a reality. Lastly, Eric reminds us that the very qualities that make us different is also what makes us unique, and we shouldn't feel alone in that. Be confident and honest with who you are and where you're at in life. Then figure out who you want to be and where you want to go. If that makes you have to be your one and only biggest fan, who cares? You're in control of you. Don't give that power to somebody else. And that's the end of episode one, Always an Outsider. Well, guys, I couldn't have said it better myself. Very wise words from Eric Nam. He is definitely a fighter and listening to this episode has already given me so much inspiration that I can't wait to listen to the second episode and share it with y'all soon. If you enjoyed this episode of What in the K-Pop, please give us five star rating, whatever platform you're listening to us on. Lastly, follow us on Instagram at what in the K-Pop underscore official for all updates. Plus, we have our link tree there in our bio that will lead you to our Twitter page, Facebook page, and more. Slide into my DMs and let me know what you think about my review for Mindset. I would really like to know what y'all truly think. If you send me a message through Instagram or our email, whatinthekpop at gmail.com, I'll make sure to read it on the next episode I do. That's all for today. Thank you for listening, and I hope y'all have a wonderful night or day. But most importantly, remember to live your best K-pop life. Bye! Step on me. I'm not going to step on you. I will, like, love tap you or, like, love kick you. But I'm not going to step on you. Stepping on people hurts, man. If you pay me enough, I mean, anything's possible.